Welcome to Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor, and CEO of Cutton Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. This podcast offers a broad range of financial planning concepts to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Jonathan will provide you with concepts that bring you confidence, simplicity, and success on your journey to financial and retirement security. Join us as we explore ways to help you feel more assured, connected, and in control of your financial life. Now, on to the show. and welcome to another Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with John Cutton from Cutton Wealth Management. Now, this is a part two of a two-part series. The first part, we talked about really what it was like to go through the financial planning process within the first year uh, with Cutton Wealth Management. Now, what we're going to talk about is really what the ongoing relationship looks like, what you can expect as a client, what you should probably expect as a client if you aren't actually working with the firm from your financial planner. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Happy to be here again. Now, I would like for you to just launch into what does the ongoing financial planning process look like philosophically? Like, what is the big picture goal that you all have when you have a client who says yes to the plan? Where do we go from here and why is it so important? Sure. Yeah, I, you're going to wind me up and I'm going to go because I have a lot, a lot to say uh, on this one. Broad, broad question. But, you know, Matt, I, you know, I think on the last podcast, you know, we talked a little bit about our, you know, our mission statement, right, which is financial advice that provides confidence, simplicity and success. So really what we've done is we've broken down what we talked about on the last episode was really what I would call our client onboarding process, right? So from the time we meet a prospective client to the time that we go through the whole financial planning process and generally start to implement some of the recommendations that we've made. Once we've done that, you know, to me, that's the, um, it, it's, it's where most of the work happens up front, um, but it's actually less important long-term in the relationship, right? So that next phase is really what I would call the ongoing service servicing of the client. So we've got ongoing servicing, you know, hopefully for years and years and years and years and, you know, for the rest of the client's life uh, in reality. So we have branded that in our business and we call it our seasons of advice. And I think I might have referenced that in one of our earlier episodes as well. A couple of really smart uh, advisors came up with this. It wasn't the my, my own idea. Uh, as most smart things weren't my idea. But with that being said, really what we do is we break our ongoing service into four quarterly or seasons of advice where generally in the first quarter of each year, we talk to the client about their financial planning goals again, right? So we actually go right back to that financial plan that we created and we test it in essence and look at, at where we thought we would be. If you remember in the last episode, I had said by the time you wake up the next morning after we put together a financial plan, it's already obsolete. Markets are going to behave differently, interest rates, inflation, 
all of the parameters and you know, kind of expectations will change because we can't control, uh, you know, the un un uncontrollable, so to speak. So we want to look at where we thought we would be and the behaviors that we took and the behaviors that we had no control over to determine, are we actually still on pace to accomplish the things that we set out for? And secondarily, have some of those things change? Did someone lose a job? Did they decide they wanted to retire early? Did they have a health issue? Did a child choose not to go to college or go to a different college uh, than we thought that might, might have been more or less expensive? So that's what we do in the first quarter for all of our clients that are engaged in true comprehensive planning. And by the way, Matt, you know, just as an aside, not every client chooses to go through full comprehensive planning. Um, while we encourage it, and I believe everyone should do it, um, sometimes it's just not the right timing for clients, and they ask us to help with a particular area, which we're happy to do. One of the things maybe we could talk about as, a, as an aside is one of our big differentiators are whether or not the client chose to go through true comprehensive planning. We actually have technology here at Ameriprise where every client has, has the opportunity, and we strongly encourage it, to still have their financial goals online. So we have this amazing technology, Matt, that even if we're not engaged in paid for financial planning, we can do kind of a light version that ultimately helps to put a purpose behind the investments and the insurance and the different products and services so they're aligned to a particular goal, which is a big differentiator, maybe a subject uh, for another podcast as I think about it. But that's first quarter. Uh, in the second quarter, we generally focus on investment planning, right? So all the stuff that clients love to talk about and assume uh, that advisors talk about in every meeting, we really go very deep in the second quarter. So this is where we kind of rip the portfolio apart, we put it back together, we talk about performance relative to the benchmark, asset allocation, make adjustments if and when necessary, rebalancing. And really, it's, a, it's, it's really deep investment focus and really making sure the client understands their portfolio, what's going on in the economy, how it's behaved, why it may have behaved that way, and what we, what we believe you know, our very foggy crystal ball uh, sees in the future to take advantage potentially uh, of any opportunities in the marketplace. Uh, so that's what we do in the second quarter. And in the third quarter, it's our legacy and risk management in essence season. So here we're talking about all of the what ifs, life insurance, disability, long-term care insurance, ensuring that if you have something in place, it's still appropriate, it's working the right way, a better product or service or less expensive product or service, hasn't come to market and ensuring that we're properly protected regardless of the situation we're in. And that part of that is making sure folks are doing the right thing overall, not just in the types of insurance coverage I mentioned, but checking in with PNC agents, ensuring that really every kind of rock is turned over, so to speak. And then we also focus on legacy planning or you know what, what you would refer to as estate planning wills, healthcare proxies, power of attorney, living wills, trusts, gifting strategies. Obviously, there's a slew of proposed, at least, estate planning changes uh, going on here at, you know, in, in the U.S., and we'll see where all that lands shortly. So um, 
working to ensure that those things are happening appropriately, making sure that we've got the family tree for our clients so that we get to meet children and grandchildren and the next generation so that if and when, I shouldn't say if, when, right, we all die eventually, um, it, it is well thought out, it's well planned, and the key members of the family are kind of brought into the process prior to those things happening, as opposed to being thrown into it at a really trying time. Of course, we collaborate with our clients, estate planning and elder care attorneys, uh, or we can you know, recommend several attorneys for them to pick one uh, that suits their needs best and they're most comfortable with. Um, and then, so that's the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, we do proactive tax planning, uh, generally in conjunction uh, with the tax advisor uh, for the client, but making sure we're maximizing the rules and laws that are out there to help mitigate taxes. So max funding, retirement plans, looking at Roth IRAs or Roth conversions, seeing if there's capital gain losses, short or long-term, uh, ensuring withholdings are correct, making sure, you know, and the list goes on and on there, but that there's a well thought out tax plan and that, you know, again, we do a lot of work with accounting firms as well and their clientele, really ensuring that our advice is integrated with the accounting firm's advice and that we're all on the same page. Many times, Matt, I'm sure you've heard this, you know, at a time someone gets to their accountant, right? Most folks procrastinate and it's, you know, April 14th and, you know, there they are. It's too late to do any planning for the previous year. Once we get past 1231 in most cases, other than maybe a, a retirement plan in some cases. Um, so we want to be proactive, not reactive, and really ensure that we're doing everything we can to, to mitigate taxes. Um, at the end of the day, it's what you keep in your pocket. From your performance, much more so than just what the gross performance may be uh, as well. Always in conjunction with the professional, the attorneys and accountants, et cetera. All right. A lot to continue discussion on. But I want to fast forward a little bit. Now, this might sound strange, and, and uh, bear with me with the explanation here. Something does happen, John. Because uh, this this is this is the planning for the certainty of uncertainty podcast. Something happens. How flexible is this plan? And and what can a client expect if life changes, market changes, kids changes, somebody passes away, somebody's born, all of the things that happen in life. What what does that do with your firm, or what should they expect? Do they just they call you? Help help us understand that a little bit, please. Yeah, no, great question. Um, and, you know, the best way that I can answer that, Matt, is, you know, to your point, our job is to help our clients plan for the certainty of uncertainty. And our level of interaction, we actually track, you know, try to track this um, within the practice. And our goal is to have no less than 24 interactions with each and every one of our clients on an annual basis. Now, it doesn't always work out perfectly that way, um, but we, we want to be super proactive. So clients are always welcome to call. There's no limit to the number of meetings or conversations. Many of our clients, our advisors are talking to weekly or biweekly or monthly at the very least. But we also use technology. Uh, and, you know, I, again, I'll let clients in on a secret, right? 
You can't leave everything to memory. So we use what we call a CRM system, right? A client relationship management system that actually pre-schedules our, our advisors' proactivity. So if I'm an advisor here at Cut and Wealth Management, I come in in the morning and I go onto my, my client relationship management system. And it actually tells me if I've agreed with the Halloran family that we're going to meet four times a year face-to-face, we're going to speak on the phone eight times a year or on video conference. So we're going to actually talk once a month. And that's what we've agreed is comfortable for the Halloran family. When I come in on a Monday morning and I turn on my client relationship management system, it's going to give me a list of who I need to meet with this particular week or this particular month. Uh, one of the things that we are very proactive with, not every client loves to do it this way, but we try our best to do it. We ask clients to pre-schedule all of those quarterly meetings, those seasonal meetings, in advance for 12 months. So we're literally 12 months ahead, so they know when those meetings ultimately are. But the short answer would be, it's unlimited contact, especially when things get difficult and uncertain. We have bi-weekly webinars as well, Matt. Uh, that are there to educate clients on the economy. Sometimes it's fun topics. We did one recently on uh, you know, a wine tasting and uh, learning about different types of wines and things along those lines. So sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's market-driven. Sometimes it's strategy-driven, maybe a tax uh, strategy, et cetera. But the number one goal of the advisors at Cut and Wealth Management is proactivity, client relationship, and ensuring that we are, you know, we're, we're beating our clients to the punch, so to speak, sure, uh, before they need us. Now, one of the things I don't believe the general public understands about being a financial services professional is you guys have to deal with difficult things. And a lot of times you're the first line of defense for some of these difficult things. Let's talk about those difficult things that happen and how that impacts and what you all do from a financial planning process, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the things we learn about our clients, right? You're, you're absolutely right. So, I mean, examples matter are when someone passes away, we're, we're generally, you know, I'd say of the professionals, at least, you know, family first, of course, but we're the first professional to ultimately be contacted when someone loses their job. Am I going to be okay? First professional. Uh, someone gets sick. First professional, et cetera. So, you know, I, I, from my perspective, our job is to help give peace of mind. I'm going to keep going back to advice that provides confidence, simplicity, and success. So one of the things a good financial advisor is really good at is defining reality. Right. So when bad things happen, our job is to ultimately be the reasoning, the non-emotional reason on the other end of the phone or across the conference table or on the video conference that is able to take that information and turn it into something understandable to the client so they understand what their options ultimately are. You're right, Matt. It's it's a tough job. You know, a mentor of mine, I might have mentioned this on another podcast, uh, had once said that a great financial advisor has the heart of a social worker and the mind of a capitalist. So we have to put our social worker cap on a lot and 
unfortunately, sometimes you know, be the bearer of bad news uh, or be the voice of kind of reality uh, and giving people news that, you know, that they don't want to hear like, hey, you need to work another five years or you might need to sell your home in order to do that or reduce your lifestyle, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, I'm a big believer. Something I say a lot is integrity always, right? So one of the things that it's our, you know, uh, in my opinion, our responsibility is to you know tell clients in a kind way the truth, uh, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. One of the statistics that's bounced around in the industry, and I, I don't know the exact number, so I'm not even going to reference it, is the majority of people who lose their spouse leave their spouse's financial advisor because the relationship's not there. How does financial planning help the advisor build a relationship with the whole family instead of just have that one primary relationship? Yeah, no, tremendous, uh, tremendous point you make. You know, it, it, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I could think of a client, obviously, I, I won't share a name, um, but I could think about a client who the man in this uh, scenario, oh, Mr. Smith, was the decision maker when it came to all financial things. And Mrs. Smith, early on in the relationship, came in and I'll call it that onboarding phase, went through the financial planning process and was very um, comfortable sharing that her husband made all the decisions. And he was the money guy. And she didn't need to be involved and didn't really even know why she was coming to the meetings. And I can remember, I'll say battling it out with Mr. and Mrs. Smith saying, Mrs. Smith, I need you to be involved and you know, brought up the fact that what could happen, what would happen if Mr. Smith passed away? And she quickly said, well, that's why we would have you. You'd be there to help. Uh, and I, while I agreed with that, I can remember making the point to Mr. Smith, this is before they even became a client, Matt, like deciding whether or not Mr. Smith, God rest his soul, was a was a little bit of a know-it-all. He, he, he thought he was doing a great job on his own and didn't need help, et cetera. And at the end of the day, the reason they decided to become a client was because Mr. Smith understood that although he was a know-it-all and he was actually pretty good at it and was, was great at investing his money and very knowledgeable and well-read, if something happened to him, Mrs. Smith would not be in a position to then go out and find a financial advisor that would be the right person to help Mrs. Smith for the rest of her life. So Mr. Smith did that due diligence to find me and my firm that he was aligned with so that I could understand what was important to the Smith family together and ultimately their core values and how, how they felt about risk and how they felt about what they leave to their children, ultimately, et cetera. And again, to make a long story short, but two years after they became clients, uh, Mr. Smith passed away. Uh, and Mrs. Smith is still a client today. Um, and I can share with you, you know, and again, I don't want to give our industry a bad name, but for an inexperienced investor or uh, potential client, who had their spouse make all the decisions and handle the finances for years and years after losing a spouse for that person without all the financial acumen to then have to go out 
and hire a financial advisor for a fairly sophisticated scenario is not the right time to be doing it. Um, so anyway, I, I just wanted to share that with you, Matt. I think that might have answered you know, most of your question in a, in a roundabout way. It did. The idea of having, you know, if you, it's probably a terrible analogy, but as you had said in the previous podcast that when you were uh, heading down to DC from, from where you live in, in New York, uh, you know, you had a plan. And if something goes wrong during that plan, uh, like you get a flat tire, like if you were driving and you got a flat tire, you know that there are people to call AAA, whatever, in order to make it so that you can continue on that journey. And I think that that's kind of in my uh, limited understanding of, of really what a financial plan can do is to just allow you to know that you have a foundation in case life happens. And we know uh, that life definitely does happen. Yeah, man, it's it's like I said uh, in the previous podcast, I believe it's, it's a living, breathing document. And, you know, when I think about how we've built Cutting Wealth Management, we have specialists in many different areas. So we have folks in the organization who are very knowledgeable in different areas. So when you think about the world we live in, whether it's a global pandemic, whether it's a stock market correction, whether it's the tax laws changing, whether it's the estate tax laws changing, um, when you social security scenario, losing jobs, when you start to add all that up, that's where the value of a financial advisor and it's not the planning up front. That was to your point, that was the roadmap, that's the directions on how we think we're going to ultimately get to DC in my example. But there are gonna be roads closed, there are gonna be potholes, rain, thunder. I experienced some of this on my trip, by the way. Um, so there was a lot of that and not all families have all of the wherewithal to change their own tire or to drive through that hail and rain or to, you know, to, to, to deal with a, a closed road, so to speak. I'm taking that analogy kind of far. Um, but that's when, when you work with the team, it's one of the reasons I feel that, you know, our practice has been fairly successful is we've got the scale and the size that there's very little that we haven't seen. Uh, because of the number of clients we've been able to help and the number of professionals we have in the organization, it allows us to be able to help people weather the storm and to have someone who specializes in an area uh, who can be there. And quite frankly, Matt, that's why we love being with Ameriprise as well. It's not only my team, but it's an entire headquarters filled with you know thousands of employees that are there to all serve the end user of the client. And when you look at that sort of team approach, and, and I think that we, by the way, as a foreshadowing here, we're going to talk absolutely about a lot more about the team approach that really separates you, right? It, it's it, it's not for the glory of John Cutton here. It's for the, the, the whole Ameriprise system. It's the people you have on your bench that, that are far away, and it's people that you have on your bench in your office is there. I mean, it's really neat to see how deep your bench is. And by the way, I'm just warning you, we are going to talk about that at some point, because <laughs> I think it's important. I think people need to hear that now, uh, five years out, and I'm sure that you've heard this because you've been in the business for a long time, and I'm sure your advisors have too. What are some of the objections or what are some of the things that, you know, you've heard from clients that they've said, yeah, I don't need this financial planning stuff anymore. We're five years in, we're, we're running great. What do you usually say to that? 
You know, what's interesting, Matt, we don't get that as often as you'd think um, in full transparency because our, our process is so differentiated. And I hear advisors do get that a lot. You know, as a reminder, every meeting we have with a client, we, we in those quarterly meetings, we have what we call table stakes or the essentials that we'll cover, kind of like blood pressure, and, uh, et cetera. Um, but we also have what we call a knowledge injection. And I think this is really rare in the industry. I don't know of others. I'm sure there are some others, but I haven't heard of it. Where our job is to bring ideas and educate our clients on what's out there. So I genuinely believe that when we meet with our clients, they're hearing fresh ideas and concepts that are tools that can actually help them in their financial planning situation. Doesn't mean that that concept or that tool is always something that's appropriate for them, but they're constantly you know, uh, building their knowledge base. And whether they need it today or in five years, knowledge is power. Whether they need it themselves or their children need it or their parents need it or their uncle needs it, we're constantly there educating them. It's nice to meet with clients and do a review and talk about how their portfolio grew and everything worked the way it was supposed to work and they're on track for their goals. and. Uh, that's a great meeting. Just like go to a doctor uh, is a great meeting until you find out that you have, you know, a, a, a big issue. And that's where, where you want to make sure you have that right doctor who diagnoses it the right way. So we don't get a lot of that. And I think that's because our clients understand, you know, and Matt, I referenced this in our last podcast, but the client understands up front what they're getting, what they're paying for and actually sees value in it. And as long as we deliver on those promises that we've described, which is my job is to make sure our entire team does that, um, then very rarely do we have a mismatch. That was fantastic. That was a very, very good explanation. And, and I, I, I really like that. I like the idea of making sure uh, that that people do hear that there are going to be times where things are, are gravy uh, and but then there's times where it's not. Yeah. I mean, uh, Matt, I, I could share with you, you know, we're a, a little over a year, I guess, out of the pandemic, right? I don't think my team and I have worked as hard as we did over the last year to alleviate people's concerns and to work with people virtually and to help people with unemployment questions and PPP loans and all the things that were going on. Who could have predicted that? Right? Who could have predicted that? But we were there with market updates and advice on rebalancing portfolios and you name it. I don't think we ever worked as hard as we did over that probably six-month period when it was really, really um, uncertain out there. Um, and who knows? We, we might have three years. I hope we do, by the way, of just bliss and everything will go along exactly as it, as it should. But life happens and one of the things, you know, I, I, you know, from being in this business for a quarter of a century, you don't know when bad things are going to happen. And unfortunately, in everyone's lifetime, usually there's three or four, or I, I like to think of it from my experience, every 10 years, every decade, something bad seems to happen, <laughs> at least from, from my experience and what I've seen. And that's really where you need an advisor to, you know, to, uh, to, to be there uh, and to help you through those tough times. And, you know, Matt, I, I think everyone should have a financial advisor. It doesn't mean 
that you couldn't figure out on your own. There's a lot of information out there. You know, most of our clients or all of our clients for that matter, but not most, are very wise and educated and savvy and, and have the ability uh, to figure these things out on their own. The hardest part when it comes to money, money is emotional. Whether you like it or not, you can say it's not. Everyone feels a little emotion. You know, lose $1,000, lose your wallet. It's emotion, right? The market goes down. It's emotional. The market goes up. It's emotional in a different way. So that's really what we do. It's a combination. A good advisor can take all of the information as a generalist and all of the tools available and make sure that you stack the odds in your favor to be successful. And secondarily, and probably most importantly, the ability to help people make really, really good decisions when it's really, really hard to do things, when things are and with that, John, thank you very much for your thought leadership today. You got it, Matt. Thank you for listening to Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor. Cutton Wealth Management offers comprehensive financial advice and a broad range of solutions to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Have questions? Contact us at cuttonwealthmanagement at ampf.com or give us a call at 800-455-4595. Don't forget to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. A Roth IRA is tax-free as long as investors leave the money in the account for at least five years and are 59 and a half or older when they take distributions or meet other qualifying event such as death, disability, or purchase of a first home. Foundational advice is incidental to the full-service offering Ameriprise Financial provides to any current or potential brokerage client. Clients are not charged a separate fee for this type of advice. While the term plan may be used in a report provided to clients, it is not a comprehensive financial plan. The advice included in each foundational advice report does not create a financial planning relationship with Ameriprise Financial, and it is not a separate investment advisory service. Any investment advice will not be more specific than the asset class level and will not include specific recommendations for securities, products, or services within a foundational advice report. The views expressed in this podcast are those of Jonathan Cutton as of July 8, 2021, based on market conditions on that date. Actual analysis and decisions made by Ameriprise Financial Services and its affiliates may not reflect these views. This podcast provides general information and is not intended to provide investment advice and does not account for individual investor circumstances. Investment decisions should always be made based on an investor's specific circumstances, neither past performance nor any forecast guarantees future results. Investment products are not insured by the FDIC, NCUA, or any federal agency, are not deposits or obligations of, or guaranteed by any financial institution, and involve investment risks including possible loss of principal and fluctuation in value. Ameriprise Financial does not offer tax or legal advice. Consult your tax advisor or attorney. Ameriprise Financial has not reviewed and does not endorse any other podcast channel or material. Ameriprise Financial Services LLC member FINRA and SIPIC. Barron's Hall of Fame advisors have been ranked for 10 or more years on one of the following lists. 
Barron's Top 100 Financial Advisors, Barron's Top 100 Women Financial Advisors, or Barron's Top 100 Independent Financial Advisors. Barron's generates its rankings from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, and quality of practice, including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record. Barron's is a registered trademark of Dow Jones LP, all rights reserved. This award is not indicative of this advisor's future performance. Neither Ameriprise Financial nor its advisors pay a fee to Barron's in exchange for the ranking. The Forbes Top Women, Best in State Women, and Best in State Wealth Advisor rankings are developed by Shook Research and are created using an algorithm that includes both qualitative, in-person, virtual, and telephone due diligence meetings, client impact, industry experience, review of best practices and compliance records, and firm nominations, and quantitative assets under management and revenue generated for their firm's data. Certain awards include a demographic component to qualify. Investment performance is not a criterion because client objectives and risk tolerances vary, and advisors rarely have audited performance reports. These rankings are based on the opinion of Shook Research LLC, are not indicative of future performance or representative of any one client's experience, and are based on data from the previous calendar year. Forbes Magazine and Shook Research do not receive compensation in exchange for placement on the ranking. For more information, www.shookresearch.com. Shook is a registered trademark of Shook Research LLC. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Advisors are individually registered to do business only in certain U.S. states. Please refer to an advisor's personal website for additional details. Seasons of Advice is a trademark of HCA Consulting Services, Inc. Seasonal Client Servicing is a trademark of HCA Consulting, Inc.